Do you have to communicate in written English? Perhaps you have to send emails or letters to clients, colleagues, or opposing counsel, or draft memos to your boss or to your employees? Are you looking to improve your legal English skills? This is episode 13, a new course to improve legal writing. The Four Legal English Podcast is now in session. On today's docket, we discuss the new course, Elemental Legal Writing, which is offered by Four Legal English. We'll discuss the goals of the course, who might want to take this course, and how the course will operate. If you are looking to improve your professional or legal writing, then this is a great course for you. Welcome to the Four Legal English Podcast. This is the show for lawyers, law students, and other professionals from all over the world who want to improve both their legal English and legal knowledge. In this podcast, we discuss different legal topics, such as law in the news, law in practice, legal writing, legal movies, and others. I'm Timothy Barrett, your host. I'm a former practicing attorney in the United States. Now I teach law in Tbilisi, Georgia. For more information about me or the podcast, go to our website, forlegalenglish.com. On the docket today, episode 13, a new course to improve legal writing. Elemental Legal Writing. So this is our new course, Elemental Legal Writing. It's going to be our first writing course. We may offer a second course in the future. This course is designed for non-native English speakers, lawyers, law students, and other professionals who want to improve their written communication skills. We'll focus on the most common means of written communication for lawyers, which are letters, emails, and memos. We'll also discuss CVs and application letters, because that's a common concern for lawyers who are really looking to improve their legal English skills. They may want to apply for a position that they have to apply in English or perhaps for an LLM program, Master's of Law, or PhD in Law, something like that, where they are going to complete an application and a CV in English. This course is going to be writing intensive. It's going to be a focus on writing short assignment, getting feedback, and then revising the writing, because this is how you improve your writing style. They're not going to be very long assignments, but the focus will be on revising, proofreading, editing, improving the work until you have a good final draft. The main components of the course will be the classes, the writing assignments, and the webinars. So classes will be mostly video lessons. At the beginning of each week, new video lessons will will drop. There may be some reading assignments as well. This will introduce some new concepts, as well as the week's writing assignment, describing what has to be written, how to write it, what are the details of that assignment. And of course, there are writing assignments. There's going to be 14 different writing assignments in each with three different drafts, a first draft, second draft, and a third draft. And for each draft, you're going to get feedback. So it's a great way to not just write once and forget about it, but you write it, you get feedback, you improve it, and you revise your writing. The webinars. This will be a live video conference with the instructor and all the students in the cohort. This will be a great chance to ask questions, ask any questions you want. This court will be cohort learning. 
which means a cohort of students, a group of students, will start together, will complete the course together, and finish together. This is unlike most of our other courses, which are completely online and at your own pace. In Elemental Legal English, our, our flagship course, you can enroll in that course anytime. You can start working on it. If you have a lot of time, you can try to get it done as quickly as possible. But maybe you start it and life happens. You know, you're busy with your work, your personal life. You don't have time to work on it for a few months. You can come back and it'll still be there. You can continue it. And you have lifetime enrollment. So you, there's no rush to get it through, but you can do it at your own pace. However, with cohort learning, like I said, we all are going to start the course together, complete it together, and finish it together. And we'll work with the other students. You will give some peer review feedback to the other students, and they will do it for, for you. So you'll help each other learn. And of course, we'll have online forums so you can communicate with each other and with me, the instructor. And so it should be a great experience for this course. Importance of legal writing. I once practiced before a judge who would always say, lawyers are modern-day gladiators, and words are our weapons. And I think that's true. That communication skills are very important for lawyers. They're good for everybody. However, for lawyers, they are essential. We are judged whether we're using letters, emails, or even SMS text messages we are judged by the words that we use. If our language is poor, then we are judged as a poor lawyer. If our language is good or impressive, then we're kind of thought of, oh, they must be a good or, or impressive or even very good lawyer. And I think this is true in any language, whether it's your native language or, or English or another foreign language, people will notice how we speak. Even if you send a quick message to one of your, your friends, your childhood friends, and maybe you're a little, and maybe you're a little relaxed with, with the syntax, with the grammar, it may not be inappropriate. They're not a client or a colleague or something like that. They're just an old friend. But they might notice that. And certainly when people are at more of a distance, then I would encourage lawyers especially to be a little bit more formal. That is what is normally expected of us, especially with our language. A big part of being a lawyer is being an advocate, to speak for other people. And so if we can't speak well ourselves, whether we're talking orally, speaking out in court or, or in person in negotiation, or by written means, if lawyers can't use language well, then they're going to be judged as not very good lawyers. And of course, communication in English is increasingly important, especially in the 21st century. A lot of lawyers have international clients whom they communicate with in English. We might have colleagues that we communicate with in English. Maybe they work in the same office, or maybe we just communicate with them online. But we do communicate with them, and it is in English. Or international tribunal, such as international court, other tribunal, arbitration panel, something like that, that we deal with, we communicate with in English, both in orally and in written communication. So legal writing is important. Elemental Legal Writing. This is our first course on writing. It focuses on memos, emails, letters, outlines, and even CVs. This is not a research course or dealing with formal court pleadings. Those topics will be in the second course. Those are a little bit more advanced. And so I want to make sure that we have the basics 
of legal writing before we move on to those advanced topics. Instructor. So I'll be an instructor for this course, Timothy Barrett. As you might know, I was a U.S. attorney. I started out as a prosecutor and then went into civil practice. And then a few years ago, I moved to Tbilisi, Georgia, where I started teaching at a couple of universities. I've taught academic writing as well as legal writing and, of course, legal English and other substantive law courses. I've taught to university students, bachelors and masters, law students, as well as some other students, and practicing lawyers and even judges. If you're enjoying today's episode, please subscribe, give us five stars, and a review. You can go to our website to check out the show notes, as well as blog articles and available courses. That's forlegalenglish.com. Four is in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. If you want to know more about this course, go to forlegalenglish.com slash writing. It'll take you to this course page. Cohort learning. So this course is going to be a little bit different than our other courses because it's cohort learning. That is, there'll be a limited number of students that can participate, and all the students will begin at the same time and then work through the course together at the same time and finish the course together. Because it is a writing course, there are limited seats. There's going to be a lot of feedback. It does take a lot of time from the instructor and from the students So we have to keep the number of students in each cohort kind of small. But going through this model of cohort learning allows the students to help each other. We will have a very active forum where students can post questions or comments, problems, and the students will be encouraged to help each other. Of course, I as the instructor will be monitoring the forum and and participating as well. But it'll be great for the students to answer each other's questions and try to come up with their own solutions as well. Another part of it will be peer review editing. So the first draft of the writing assignment won't go to me, but it will go to other students. And then you as a student, of course, will receive some other student's work and you'll edit it. You'll go through it and mark what is good, what is bad, what needs correcting, what doesn't make sense. And this is a great way to improve their writing, but also your writing. Because when you edit your own work, it can be very difficult. You, you kind of feel emotionally attached to the words that you wrote down or you typed onto the computer. But you usually don't have that attachment when reading somebody else's work. So by editing somebody else's work, you might be able to figure out some of the mistakes, some of the pitfalls or problems that you also run into. Looking at them through somebody else's writing will help you see your own writing clearer. And of course, in the forums, you can ask questions You can support the other students. You're not alone going through this. So I think this cohort learning will be a great experience for everybody. Look forward to meeting the students and getting to know them. Maybe you'll be in that list. Three main components of the course I would break down as classes, the writing assignments, and the webinars. So we'll talk about each of those in turn. Classes. So there'll be 15 weeks of classes. We have to finalize the schedule depending on on students' availability and time zones, things like that. But whenever it's decided, let's pick Monday as the class day. So if Monday is the class day for this cohort, 
then every Monday there'll be a, be a new video or a couple of videos released that are the new material for this class, for this week. Usually these are going to be recorded, so they'll be released at the same time each week. Although for the first cohort, we may do some of them live. And so I'll invite the students to join me and we'll go through it together and it'll be recorded and other students can watch it later and everyone can, can re-watch it as well. Some of the classes might have some exercises. I won't say that they're writing assignments, that'll be something different, but there might be some short exercises to just kind of test to make sure that you understood the material, give you some practice doing the things that we talked about in the class. But the classes are designed to be kind of short video lessons where you learn the new material that we're talking about and also learn about the new writing assignment. What is in, entailed in that assignment, what's expected from the student, and other details that are necessary to complete that assignment. Since these are video lessons, you can re-watch them again and again. If Maybe you watch it once and later you have some more questions, you can re-watch it. It's not a problem. And a lot of times it's easier to make it a recording like this instead of live because it does allow you to watch it at your convenience. And if something doesn't make sense, you can rewind it and watch it again, that sort of thing. So it's a great way to learn the new material. And of course, even if they're released on one day of the, the week, let's say it's Monday, it doesn't mean you have to watch them on Monday. But I would encourage the students to watch it as soon as they can because that's when they learn about the, the writing assignment, which is going to be due in the next week. Writing assignments. So there'll be 14 different writing assignments. And these will be turned in over 20 weeks. So this will be a pretty intense, pretty long course, uh, full semester, maybe even a little bit longer than, than many universities have semesters. It'll be 20 weeks. Because each of those 14 writing assignments will have three different drafts. In each of those drafts, we'll have written feedback. The first draft will be a peer review. You'll send that first draft to other students. They will mark it up and then send it back to you. In turnabout's fair play, right? You're going to receive another student's first draft, and you're going to mark that up. And like I talked about previously, this is a great way to improve your writing as well as encourage your classmate to improve theirs. After you get your first draft back with the edits and the suggestions, then you're going to revise that. You're going to take those comments, and maybe you learn something else in the webinar or the next class or something like that, but you're going to take all of that and revise it into a second draft. The second draft you'll send to me, and then I will mark that up, give some suggestions, some comments, and send it back to you. And then you're going to take that into a into consideration and make a third and final draft, and then send that to me. And of course, the second and third drafts should be much quicker than the first draft. The first draft, you're starting from a blank page. The second and third, you're just revising what you wrote. And of course, if you had a hard time, you had difficulty with the first draft, maybe the second draft is going to take a long time too. If the first draft was, was pretty well written, then maybe there are not that many corrections in the second draft, or maybe you worked it out in the second draft, maybe there's not that many corrections for the third draft. Each writing assignment should be fairly short. One page, maybe a page and a half, two pages, but most of them are going to be short writing assignments, because I don't want you to spend a lot of time writing a lot. I want to focus on the quality versus the quantity. Some of the different writing assignments, the first one is going to be a CV. If you're a lawyer and speaking in English is important to you, it's good to have a CV in English. And maybe you already have that, and so you have it all, all together, just revise it a little bit and then send it in. Otherwise, I encourage you to, to work on your CV and get that ready. 
Another thing we'll work on is outline. Growing up in, in the United States, we used outlines a lot in school. Uh, and then when I went to law school, outlines were huge as well. But outlines are a great way to help you write. When I have a lot of students, especially international students, I find that they don't really use outlining very often, or if they don't really appreciate it or they're not familiar with it at all. I'll teach you how to outline. I'll give you some samples and encourage you to, to outline every time that you write. The more that you do outline, the, the more effective it is. I might do a, a different podcast episode just about outlining. I think outlines are a great tool to help you improve your writing every time you write. Outlines, of course, would just be one aspect of, of a writing assignment. Most of the writing assignments are going to be emails, letters, or memos. So this is how we do a lot of our professional writing. Like I said, the next course will deal with more of the court pleadings, the official legal briefs, things like that. These are, are the methods that a lot of lawyers will communicate in the 21st century. It used to be formal letters that we would send in the mail, but those have a lot of times been replaced by emails, but not completely. And sometimes it's important to still write a formal letter, even if today you might just scan it as a PDF and, and email it. Uh, but it's sometimes you want a formal letter, demand to cease and desist or something like that, a formal response. It's much more powerful if it's in a real letter format than just an, an email. So we'll talk about writing different letters as well as emails. Emails, of course, are similar to letters, but they are different. There is a different etiquette involved. It is much more informal. But as a professional, as a lawyer, you don't want to fall into that trap of being too informal. And so where the, the right level of formality is, it may differ depending on the occasion. Are you writing a, a, a very angry email or are you writing a friendly email? Are you familiar with the, the person who's receiving it? That sort of thing. But we'll talk a lot about writing these professional or legal emails. And again, to clients, to opposing counsel, to other colleagues or coworkers. And memos. I think I have an earlier podcast talking about memos. I think memos are a great tool both for you as an individual and as well as your law firm or your office. So we'll talk about some memos, focusing on recording some information that we may need to use later or disseminating that information. It could be to someone above you, your supervisor, your, your bosses, or people below you, the people that, that report to you, your employees. Memos are a great tool for lawyers. Webinars. For each of the 20 weeks that we're doing writing assignments, we'll have a weekly webinar. This will be a live video conference with me and all of the students in the cohort. So we'll have to coordinate with time zones and people's availability. We may have some students only available uh, on the weekend. Some prefer to do it during the week, during, during office hours, that sort of thing. So we'll coordinate that and pick a time that is good for everybody. And these video conferences will be recorded. Uh, I don't want students to miss it and just watch the recording because the participation is going to be very important. But over the course of 20 weeks, of course, we're all very busy people. Maybe you can't make one. I don't want you to miss all of the content. So they, they will be recorded and then the students in that cohort can watch it after the fact. But during these video conferences, I will start out, I'll probably give some general feedback, uh, maybe on the last written assignments that, that I've looked at and maybe some tips or strategies for the current assignment. But I don't want to spend a lot of time talking. I mean, that's what the, the video lessons, the classes are for. Most of the webinar will be Q&A, questions and answers. 
So I'll ask the students, you know, what questions do you have? What, what is the biggest problem with this last assignment or the current assignment? Things like that. Hopefully we'll get a discussion going. We'll talk about things that maybe are more difficult than we anticipated or maybe easier than, than we had anticipated and figuring out strategies to make the difficult easy. Course availability. Because of the cohort learning, enrollment is only when we're starting a new cohort. As I'm recording this, we're going to open enrollment on the 10th of February. This will be for the first cohort. So there are limited seats, don't delay, but every time we open up enrollment, that's going to be true. There's only going to be so many seats. I think this first cohort is going to be limited to 10 students. Once all the seats are purchased, then enrollment will close. Uh, it does it automatically. Because the format of the course, the written feedback involved, we can only have so many students into the course. If you're interested in this course, go to the website, forlegalenglish.com slash writing. That's forlegalenglish.com slash writing. And you'll get more information about the course and about enrolling. I am excited to offer this new course. I'm looking forward to getting to know the students that, that do register, that do enroll in this course. So if you're looking to improve your writing, please check it out. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I wonder how interested are you in legal writing? Does this course sound like something that might be good to try out? If you have questions about legal writing or this course in general, go to the show notes page and drop a comment. I'll reply to it. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. Give us five stars and a review. Go to our website. That's four is in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. Four, legalenglish.com. You can check out our blog articles, available courses, and show notes there. If you comment, then that's a great way to practice and improve your legal English skills. The Four Legal English podcast is adjourned. Don't miss the next docket call.